I'm Tony Souza, and you're listening to The Curious Wire. Tony, you are the f- officially, I think, the first uh, repeat guest um, for solo. But um, since the first episode that we've recorded, we've actually become pretty good friends and we talk pretty regularly. So this is a lot of fun. It's uh, those listening can't see, but I can see you and you can see me. And even though it's not in person, it's good to see you. Good to see you as well, man. So we are getting ready for NAA Apartmentalize, which is probably the biggest conference in the industry. But uh, I want to talk about what 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 are your thoughts going into it? What is your advice to a first timer or someone who's been going many times that just might not be capitalizing it? How does Tony Sousa prepare and approach NAA? Well, well, good to see you as well. And um, yeah, so those listening, NAA is is probably one of the biggest conferences. Uh, if you have the luxury and the good fortune to attend uh, in our industry. So, I mean, if you've been there for years, obviously you kind of know what to expect. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of walking, there's a lot of sessions, there's a lot of, uh, networking mixers. Um, but I really want to, I think, sort of speak to those who've never, yeah, for those who, who have never been to NAA, um, I would highly encourage you before you get feet or boots on the ground in Atlanta, uh, I think you do your homework. Uh, I think you, before you even go to the website and take a look at the educational seminars or even say yes to any mixers or networking events, I think you you really should just outline, whether it be in a journal or in your head or on an app, uh, really kind of your goals for the three days. I know what's really important for executives and others that are signing off on the paycheck or, or, the, or the dollars to send you. It's important that you go there and bring back value. And so I think that's really I, I think that needs to be top of mind for you, especially if you're new to this um this conference to think about what you want to get from this conference. And also, you know, Masha, you, you and I both know what you want to give. Um, but, I, you know, I'll focus on what you want to get as a newcomer. You, you really, you really should spend some time thinking about your position, position within the company, where your company position is as well. Um, and really, really what you think um, you can, you can learn and, and gain insights on and also, you know, relationships that'll be impactful for you and your company as you return. There's nothing more exciting than uh, returning and telling your boss or the person that signed off on you going uh, really this long list of different, different things you learned uh, that are actionable items that you can implement within your company. Um, You know, maybe a few, folks that you might have met that can impact the company as well. But ultimately they want to know sort of what's the return on my investment in sending uh, colleagues there. Uh, So I want you to keep that top of mind. I don't want you to get sort of crushed by the pressure of that. Um, You know, do your research, take a look on the website, take a look on the app um, and then just go there, have a good time, be loose, uh, meet people, but also uh, take a lot of notes, uh, whether it be on your tablet, on a notepad, in your mind, uh, and bring that back. Bring back actionable items to your company and for yourself um, that you can put into practice, you know, in the coming weeks and months ahead after the conference. Nice. So my, my approach, I'm going into this. Uh, last year was the first time I went, so this is my second one. So I kind of got a sense of what how these things work. And so the first is a list of folks that I want to meet. Um, then the next is the type of people that I want to meet. 
the type of suppliers that I'm looking for. So I have high priority. These are the categories that I'm we're is important we're looking for and and being open. So I have first tier suppliers, second tier suppliers. And I'm not trying to have a one hour conversation with all those groups, right? The people I know I want to meet, the type of people that I want to meet, the suppliers and the second tier suppliers. I'm trying to so I so I schedule that so and I coordinate that. So the first actually before looking at the education sessions, I look at who are all the speakers and I start looking at those are the who's there that I want to meet because understanding if they're speaking, they want someone coming to it. So a great way, like, Hey, if that's a person that I want to connect to, this is a great way before the conference. Hey, looking forward to your session. Now my session going schedule could be based on the people that I want to make a connection to and meet and be like, Hey, I came to your session or Hey, then follow up with, that was a great session. Um, Cause I think more so the information for me, it's the people that I meet. And the connection that I can make and what I can, uh, that to me is the, is the biggest value. So I could use the education sessions, not for, Hey, that's a topic that I want to learn about, but that's a person I want to connect with far more than, than the topic. And so, um, like you're on a session. Um, I want to meet you in person. I don't even know what the session's about. I'm going to go to that session because I want to make a connection to Tony and, and then I could follow up about, cause you're going to meet a hundred people and you're not going to remember everybody. And my approach is when everybody zigs, I'm going to zag. So going into this conference, I know 90% of people are not going to do a good job following up, whether they, they're not going to be outgoing in terms of meeting people. So I want to do what other people are not willing to do. I'm going to, all the people I'm going to meet on the first day, I want to make sure at the end of the day, I send them an email to follow up because that's going to stick out to them. And even if it's on the supplier side, whatever, they're going to be like, Oh, this guy followed up and that's going to stick out because a lot of people are not going to do that. Yeah, you're you're a thousand percent right. And most people are not going to do that, especially day of or or you know within probably twenty four hours. But I would also encourage those who are new to this conference or have been there maybe once or twice. Um, I think a lot of people are nervous or 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 uh, hesitant to go up to the stage afterwards um, to really just thank uh, a particular speaker that you were interested in in meeting or listening to. Uh, as somebody who who does some speaking, it means the world to the speaker, regardless of of uh, I, I think um, their status or 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 whatever the case is. It, it means the world in our industry when you come up and just thank them for their time. Uh, and I think to your point. Masha, I, I think it's it solidifies that relationship. It, it's one it's done that for us. I think we look forward to meeting each other in person. But you know, for anyone else that's looking to meet somebody and establish a, a real life connection, the digital and online connections are great. Um, but there's something about in person interactions and just thanking somebody for their time, their insights, and it's great to meet them in person it means a lot. I think for you, uh, the person saying that, but also means uh, quite a bit to the person receiving that information. So that's just another piece of advice. And then in terms of scheduling, trying to figure out like what events there are and where there are pockets of time to to meet people, the people that I want to meet, and then the type of people that I want to meet. So figuring out what events are going on or where are the times that I can and and scheduling times to meet with folks ahead of time. So everybody will tell you, oh, schedule and plan. But, you know, using the seven habits of effective people is start with the end in mind. When I walk away from the conference, what will be a successful conference for me? If I made X amount of connections with these type of people, I met these people that I wanted to meet in person. I now have um, 
uh, an opening, like here, here are the suppliers that I'm interested in demoing. I'm not looking to buy there. I'm trying to verify, is this something, this is, you know, I have my priorities. Is this like fraud's a big topic? Um, screening is, that goes in there, delinquency. So those are, those are high priorities. So I'm targeting these people. Okay. Do I want to learn more? Yes. Okay. We're going to schedule a time after. Then the second tier suppliers would be like, Oh, I didn't know about that. Is that interesting? Just make a connection and then checking a box. Do I want to learn more about this or not later on? So walk for me, a successful conference would be here's the, the list of people I wanted to meet and I met and made a better connection or made a connection. Here's how many people in this category of type of people that I wanted to meet in terms of on the operator side titles, size of company, different markets that they're in. And then, you know, I made, I checked these boxes for. Do I want to learn more about these suppliers or not? So for yeah. you, when you walk away from the conference well, uh, next week. People, I think a lot of people don't realize is, you know, you, you probably have about two and a half days, give or take with flight time, maybe three if you're lucky. Uh, and it goes by really quickly. And I think to the point that you made a little bit earlier, what happens is um, not everybody has the luxury of being able to, I think, select their own schedule. Some are beholden. Uh, to either their company's outings or lunches or dinners. Um, uh, and also there's going to be a lot of supply partners that are going to want to meet. So I think the best advice, again, just to kind of double down on what you said, is, is really to be uh, clear uh, in your uh, expectations and priorities of what you want to get out of the conference and try to make and identify the time slots and availability to do the things you want to do, have a top five list, a top 10 list. And just the reality is you're not going to probably be able to see everyone you want to see and be able to do everything you want to do. But if you get to your top three, top five, it's a good conference as well. What am I looking forward to? Um, I mean, for me, uh, you know, I've, I've been to, to many. It's a great conference. Uh, there's some really some great educational uh, sessions there. I look forward to popping into you know quite a few of them, seeing friends and colleagues speak on some of the, the most relevant topics of the day. Uh, for me, and I think many maybe listening, we have a lot of sort of online digital relationships. Uh, I look forward to solidifying those relationships in person, uh, obviously with a handshake or a hug, uh, just to let them know uh, and identify that they're real, that I'm real. And um, that's that's important to me uh, as we go forward. But as far as um, business build opportunities, I think there's a lot of really creative supply partners out there doing a lot of really exciting things. Um and, you know, I'm interested in learning more, but the reality is we're going to take that offline in the weeks, you know, the weeks ahead and the months ahead to be able to learn more uh, and uh, be able to sort of elevate those conversations a bit further down the pipeline. That's probably some feedback to suppliers. You know, don't don't feel as though I know you paid a lot of money to be there to have a booth to to think you're going to close a deal um, on the floor. Now, some may come that way, but the reality is you're establishing a relationship and hopefully you're, you're firming up a relationship maybe you already had. Uh, for the weeks ahead and, and the months ahead, potentially to to get over the finish line on a particular partnership you were hopeful for. So don't be discouraged, especially for those new suppliers that paid a lot of money to be on the conference floor that, you know, you didn't secure a deal uh, day of. Uh, that's not how, how the world works. That's not how this business works either. And uh, it, you know, as long as you made a lot of relationships, authentic relationships that you could follow up on using your guidance, you know, I think that's a good conference for you. So I like to... <laughs> I just, I just think differently. So I'm not on the supplier side at this time. I'm not planning on being on the supplier side, but I'm going to go to this conference and I'm going to have a, a curiosity, creative challenge for myself that all the, I'm going to take in what's going on. And then afterwards think about, Hey, if I was a supplier, what would I do differently? So let me just tell you a quick story. So I grew up in, in Denver, Colorado, 
And so Colorado, I'm not talking about politics, but they were the first state to legalize marijuana. And so I was just interested from that standpoint of from real estate. Um, it, it caught, you know, there was a lot of retail because you had the dispensaries and then the industrial for growing. And it was just from the, purely from a real estate perspective was, was interesting. And there was a story about a girl who sold Girl Scout cookies and she set up shop right outside a dispensary and she would sell it every day in an hour. So I love that story. It's marketing placement, right? Knowing, you know, <laughs> these people are coming out. They're going to be hungry. Who doesn't want a Girl Scout cookie at that time? Great, great story, right? So I'm approaching this conference and thinking of like, hey, where is, where could you, from a supplier's perspective, where's that opportunity to be the girl, sell those Girl Scout cookies? Um, so I'll, maybe I'll do an episode or a post about my thoughts about, hey, if I was a supplier, these are the lessons learned and, and how to do things differently. Because I think so many are thinking of doing the same thing. Like it's crazy the amount of money they spend on their booths. Um, or they're, they're all just doing these like crazy events and it's just competition who could spend more money and do something more over the top. But I think that there's a lot of right going back to zigging and zagging, finding areas where people are not competing. Where nobody's playing, where can you be that girl's cookie cow, uh, scout stand? What are your thoughts I about suppliers? I agree. I, I think, if, especially if you're also a content creator on the supplier side, I mean, I, I think finding opportunities during that expo uh, to capture moments, uh, whether it be video, photography, that can end up sort of, you know, being a, a long term content strategy uh, to keep that sort of relevant and fresh as long as you possibly can. I think that's key as well. So um, no, I mean, I, I think you got to know your audience. You got to know your, you know, the key to sales and marketing is to, to know your audience backwards and forwards. And um, if you don't know who you're, who you're targeting, then uh, the likelihood of you, you actually catching a fish is, is um, less likely. So uh, as we wrap up, uh, let's, I want to take a few minutes to get, Tony's hot takes on on the industry, the market, what's going on, what's what's on your mind, and what do you think should be on people's minds? Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on in the industry. Uh, you know, the, the economic crunch, uh, expense controls, a big operational sort of focus. Uh, uh, how can we automate and centralize, you know, services while keeping people, you know, keeping people in their jobs? Uh, AI is sort of this overwhelming um, elephant in the room, 800-pound uh, gorilla, if you will, that, that I think we need to continue to engage with. The reality is you can't really avoid it. I think you need to learn as much as you can uh, about it and how it will affect all industries, but specifically we have to work in this one. And, you know, how will that affect uh, certain segments of our industry from marketing to uh, to the to the to the analytics side of, of, of our business as well. I think that's important to understand. I think leasing and uh, I, I think the the, uh, the habits of prospects are changing. Uh, residents are changing as well. I, I happen to be on a panel. I think you're on a panel as well, just kind of talking about, you know, changing behaviors um, and being able what, to- Can you give an example of a changed behavior? Um, I think post uh, I think post pandemic, uh, you know, residents expect things uh, in real time, uh, communication, uh, follow up. Um, you know, that's just one example of I think a changed behavior over the last couple of years uh, to be able to deliver service in a way that um, is quick and uh, better than your competitors, and and I think that has really 
early on rocked our industry. I think we had a hard time sort of grasping that and being able to respond to that just as an industry. I think there's some segments, some parts of the country, some companies that were able to respond quicker than others uh, to that changing expectation of, of, of our residents. Um, there's others that we'll get into in the session, but, you know, I, I think that's one for us to just understand, you know, our residents' expectations goes to the point that we talked about from a supplier, if you know your audience, then you're going to be you know locked in and, and focused on that. Same for our, our teams and our properties and and really, you know, our, our marketing teams, leasing teams to really understand who is your audience, who is your resident, um, name them by name almost, right? And, and know what they're into, know what they spend their time doing, know how they want you to treat them. Uh, do they want technology in, in the particular market that you're in? Do they not want technology in the market that you're in? Um, it sounds odd to say that, but there are some still some markets that I think, you know, good old fashioned handshaking um, is appropriate. But you just got to know your submarket. You got to go to know your resident base as well. So that's just one example of, of different insights and nuggets that I think are important to take away over the, you know, the three days while you're in Atlanta uh, is to really kind of understand and digest and, and give yourself a little time afterwards as well. I think everybody wants to race back to their boss as well <laughs> on Friday or Monday and say, Hey, I got all these things. I think, I think it's important to take a weekend, take a week or two to really kind of digest a lot of the notes and information that you've processed. Um, take a look at your business, whatever side of the business you're on, whether it be on the corporate side uh, or on site side to say, where does this information uh, fit in and how is it relevant? I think that's important, especially when you go to your supervisor or uh, or other higher ups to be able to say, hey, I, I heard this great idea, but how it's applicable to us and how it could benefit uh, either our jobs, our employees, our residents is is this. And I've thought about it. And, and frankly, you're going to probably get some pushback initially or some challenge from your supervisor to say, hey, have you thought about this, this or this? And hopefully you have, but if you haven't, that's not a bad thing either. Get back to, to tweaking and tinkering. Um, I, if there's anyone that does that more than Masha, I don't, I, I don't know who it is. You know, I know that's what your, your specialty is to really kind of go back and tweak and tinker and, and come up with the best idea. That's, that's probably the best advice I can give to, again, people that have not gone to this conference frequently is to just don't feel as though like you're going to hear one thing from one speaker or have one interaction that's going to, change the game for you. I think there's, there may be those moments, but just all of it combined, allow it to marinate a little bit in your own mind and talk with some of your colleagues and friends about some of your ideas that you heard and connect to the pieces from what you already thought is happening because you're seeing it or you're feeling it day to day. And you got to remember, you do this for a living. So, um, you know, a lot more than you think, you know. Yeah. Um, if I could just close off a hot take that I have, <laughs> not to counter what you were saying, but I, I think that it's it's fascinating how many people in operations in the industry don't know the financial uh, parts of the business. Uh, we had a, a quarterly meeting with managers and system managers, and someone from asset management did this presentation on an acquisition that we made, and and you know just asked the room, does anybody have any idea how much this property, how much it cost, and how does the investment work, and the equity and the debt. And, and it, I, I was shocked of how off people were and they're running these properties. And that's not a knock on it. Like now we're making a focus on educating them, but I think there's so many in the industry. And, and what I think has been, I say competitive advantage, not that I'm competing against somebody, but just what has helped me is the more I understand the financial part of the business, how this really works, why so much money is poured into this industry in terms of an investment standpoint. I mean, we're talking about billions trillions of dollars that's being invested you know office is struggling retail struggling industrial is doing good but um multifamily has been there 
And so many who get into it from an investment standpoint talk about every people need a place to live. And we saw this through the pandemic. We see this now, like people need a place to live. And there's a lot of talks about how there's a shortage of supply and knowing, knowing, understanding the business. I mean, even just from making decisions, you you talk about marketing, you talk about leasing, or even when you're talking about tech, understand how, what really affects your bottom line the most. And I think that it's interesting that uh, there's not a lot, or if any, on the education sessions of talking about the understanding the business part. There's a lot of operational stuff. There's, you know, residents, fair housing, you know, employees, culture, all these things. But understanding the fundamentals of the business part, I think, is is a huge place that a lot of people don't understand and don't know. And I think it would be very valuable for everybody on the supplier side, on the operator side to really understand the business. Yeah, I agree. I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you end with that hot take, but there's a lot more we could probably unpack there on reasons why, but, um, but I agree. Know your business. If you're operating a, a multi-million dollar business, you should know, you should know the ins and outs of your business. Awesome. Thanks for coming down, Tony. Always good to see you, man.